Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. Welcome into the Dynasty Nerds Podcast, but wait, it's not. I mean, it is. But it's not. This is the Talking Dynasty podcast with Garrett Price and Jared Wackerly. Yes, we know on your feed it looks like the Dynasty Nerd podcast. And that's because Rich and Matt are both gone on vacation at the same time. Jared and I started our brand new show called Talking Dynasty. And we figured what better way to promote this new show than to just do it, but also for the nerd herd. So that's what we're doing right here, right now, today. Jared Wackerly, how the heck you doing, buddy? Pretty good. How are you doing? Good. You know, Rich is on vacation. Matt's on vacation. Yeah. You're about to leave for like a month. <laughs> and yeah, Rich like, is in the Outer Banks. I'll be there next week. Yeah, and here I am. Just I'll see you guys next week. Like, <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. Well, you know, well they're giving us the opportunity to shine a little bit. You know, yeah, so that's true. We get and- to talk dynasty. We do, and, and to be fair, I was gone in the spring on vacation, and I'll be gone in October. So I mean, I'm getting mine, but I'm just I'm feeling a little envious, a little jealous of yeah. uh, all the sun and sand that you guys are going to get, and I'm going to be stuck in the stuffy office. So we got a we got a special show prepared that we may not ever get to talk about on the Dynasty Nerds podcast. So you know, Matt and Rich may not even know that we're covering Devi today. Yeah, something you and I love to play. We do like. If I join new leagues, I like them to be Devi leagues. Like I'll join other ones, but I specifically want them to be De- Devi or Same. have some sort of Devi component because, man, it just makes it makes it so much more fun. And and let's let's just jump right into it. But before we do, we do have to talk about our friends over at Underdog Fantasy because look, we're gonna be talking about Devi, and it's I'm gonna get way off track. So I got to talk about Underdog now <laughs> uh, before I, I forget to do it because look, Underdog is the easiest play place to play fantasy football and specifically those best ball leagues. I mean, those best ball leagues, Jared, I know you've entered a bunch of contests. I've entered a bunch of contests and look, I'm trying to bring home $3 million in best ball mania Four. like, that's what I'm trying to do. I I don't know how many entries I'm up to. It's probably got to be close to 10, 11 entries. How many do you have right now? Three, three. Oh, you got to catch up. I'm modest. You know, I, I just, I probably, I got to do more because I got to, Best ball is this whole new game, you know. It's there's so many. Different. There's like a whole different game theory to it. So I gotta, I gotta change up these player shares, and I gotta make sure I'm spread out the correct way. And See, I've been trying this, to read up on how to play because I'm not like an expert by any means on best ball, but it's interesting. This just shows our personalities, though, because <laughs> whenever you do something, it's got to be calculated, timed out, planned out. And yeah. 99% of the time, if I'm doing something, I'm like. I'm going to jump in head first and then I'll figure out if I can swim or not when I get there. Uh, so this best ball thing is, is totally showing both of our personalities, but in baseball and best ball mania, uh, <laughs> you can join the, that tournament went up to $3 million. And you know what? We've got even a special, an extra special treat for our people that are like, I love the concept of, of underdog, but I don't know. I, I, I'm more of a dynasty guy. Look, all you got to do is head over there, use promo code NERDS, and you can deposit up to $100. But look, you only have to do 10 and they'll double your money. So now we're doubling your odds at making some money here. 
And on top of that, if you deposit $10, you get a full freaking year, a full year of the Nerd Herd plus GM bundle the entire year. So this, these tools that we talk about all the time where you look at your team and you're seeing the entire league and all your player shares and trade calculators and league and like all of that stuff, plus Jared and I's nerd score, uh, which we work very, very hard on, and it's only gotten better every single year. You get the film room, which right now maybe you're not watching a ton of film, but come January, come February, that is going to be an absolutely invaluable tool. And you get a second podcast. So if you like what you heard, if you like what you're hearing tonight, get part of that, and then you can you can get another episode. So yeah. all of that, all of that there with Underdog Fantasy, use promo code nerds to make sure you're making all of that happen at underdog all right Jared, are we is, ready to, to talk yeah, just wanted to state that that's for new members uh only that's at right. dynasty nerds and underdog uh but if you are currently a nerd herd subscriber and you do sign up uh with underdog and deposit ten dollars we are sending dynasty nerds t-shirts hey. the most comfy shirt in the world um right. so just wanted to make that clear Oh, but, and I'm supposed uh, to read this part. I, I don't I don't do what I'm told. Uh, must be 18 plus, 19 plus in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 plus in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOP-NEXT. E-N-E-N-Y, and in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You did a good job, man. Do do the best I can. It's a a mouthful. Yeah. It is. Good job. But, dude, we get to talk, we get to talk Debbie, which is hilarious because our show is called Talking Dynasty, and on episode two, we're already talking Debbie. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, Debbie is Dynasty. It's a a form of playing Dynasty. And, And Jared, why don't you explain this? Because I feel like... If you've been in the mean streets of Twitter or you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, or honestly, you're just in the Devi or the, the dynasty fantasy space, you've probably heard someone mention Devi before, but it might be one of those things where it's like, I've heard it too many times now to ask what it means. Like, have you ever done that with like people's names where you're like, I've seen them too many times now to ask their name again. Like That's I can't the ask them their name anymore. Thank God for like Facebook and stuff. Yes. How did how did people do this in the eighties? I have no idea. What's that person's um, kid's name again? I should know. Yeah, exactly. How's <laughs> um, Sarah doing? So, so can you explain what Devi is? Uh, just in a yeah, just in a generalized sense. So the cool thing about Devi is like it can be added to a dynasty league really at any time. Like it can be implemented. Uh, Devi stands for developmental. And it's different from a traditional dynasty league in that you can own the rights of college players before they come into the NFL. So typically you can either have a separate Devi draft every year, or you can include, and this is the way I prefer to do it. Um, Devi picks are picking the Devi players within the rookie draft itself. So um, you can add this at any time to a dynasty league it's really not that hard to implement. Uh, you can keep track on like a spreadsheet. You can keep track um, many different ways, which which we'll get into in this show. Um, these players don't score points for you. There is an implementation of Devi or an expansion called Campus to Canton, which we can talk about later as well, um, where college players do score points for you. But essentially, you're owning assets 
or the rights to college players like you could own Bijan Robinson in his freshman year all the way up through college into where he enters the NFL. When they enter the NFL, they go to your team. So you mm-hmm. can trade them while they're in college. They're just like a another asset um, on your team. Yeah, and it makes it really interesting because, like, let's say you were starting Debbie this year. You could have the pick 104, and now you're trying to decide, like, or let's not even say 104. Let's say 101. Let's say you have the number one pick, and you're like, oh, forever it's been B. John Robinson. I'm taking B. John Robinson. Well, now Caleb Williams is a part of the equation, which if you don't watch a lot of college football, Caleb Williams is being heralded as the next guy. Like he's the next Andrew Luck, the next Trevor Lawrence, the next like big time quarterback that people talk about that's going to be an elite talent. Uh, The difference between him and some of those other guys is he's uh, maybe a better athlete than some of those other guys. Now, granted, Andrew Luck was a fantastic athlete that ran and, and, you know, so does Trevor Lawrence, but the ceiling on this kid is crazy. So now if you're in a super flex league, now you're having to make the decision between this generational type running back that we've been talking about for years or this generational quarterback that we've been talking about for years. So it definitely spices things up, uh, especially the first year that you implement it. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, you know, if your league wants to implement Devi, it's pretty easy to do so. Like you guys vote on it. Maybe you push it out for two years. Um, but the one thing to to really think about is uh, it's called uh, the term is Devi depleted. Uh, you may have heard of it on Twitter and whatnot, but when you are selecting these Devi players, they are not included in the rookie draft that you do later on. So Devi depleted just means the rookie draft itself is not as deep. Now, if you include Devi players in that draft, then it kind of lightens the I don't know what you want to call it, Garrett, but lightens the blow to yeah. the rookie draft. Um, so, what's so your to, explain? To Devi depleted. Yeah, better so than to, I just did. No, no, you did good. But just <laughs> just to clarify, some people will do a Devi draft every year and a rookie draft every year. Yes. So when you do that, your rookie draft will then be Devi depleted because some of the guys like Bijan Robinson for this year, he would have already been gone. We knew several years ago that he was going to be a stud. Somebody mm-hmm. would have already taken him in Devi. Um, guys like um, J- Jameer Gibbs would be gone. But Anthony Richardson, maybe not. Maybe he wouldn't have been gone. The year Joe Burrow freaking killed it. Yep. He was available in most rookie drafts still. Javante Williams. like It happens yeah. every year where there's two or three guys that – burst onto the scene where they're not even a part of anybody's team. So you could still get some high end players, but what you were talking about is if you do your Debbie rookie draft or freshman draft and you do your, I guess it wouldn't just truly be freshman because you can take other players as well. But a lot of times freshmen are top end freshmen are in that Um, along with your rookie draft. Then it makes those picks a little bit more valuable again. And it, it, it offers, I think a little bit of variance on how you want to take your team. Uh, You know, if you're looking at a little bit more of a win now team, you're probably taking rookies that at least have a shot to help you win this year. If your team sucks, there's a good chance that you might be looking a little further ahead and trying to get gamble on some elite, elite assets, as opposed to just taking Jonathan Mingo this year. You know, he's a guy that would be available in a lot of Debbie drafts this year because kind of burst onto the scene a little bit, Mm. but you might be saying, well, you know, 
I would rather have Marvin Harrison Jr. Well, he probably went last year as well, but still, you get the purpose of it. Um, yeah. you, you get to take those guys ahead of time. So uh, where can you play? You can play on Sleeper. That's where I prefer to play a lot of my Dynasty Leagues. Um, you can play on MFL. I know on MFL you're able to create custom players um, that can serve as uh, holding those players on your rosters in college. Um, or on Sleeper, if you're going to play on Sleeper, what we do typically is you can either draft kickers to be placeholders for those college players, and you can actually edit the nickname of players on Sleeper so you can like draft uh, Justin Tucker and give him the name of Caleb Williams. Or you can draft like retired players. Um, mm -hmm. I think even like, uh, I don't know, Peyton Hillis, <laughs> you can still draft on Sleeper, I'm pretty sure. Um, and Garrett, you're, the league we, we do with a lot of uh, the guys in Ohio, uh, that, that's the way we do it. And then it's, I, I think it's smart to keep a spreadsheet on the side on like Google Sheets to just be organized, know who has who and what placeholder player um, is is for like Caleb Williams or Drake right. May or someone like that. Um, but you can play really on any platform. It's just there's a little extra work to it for a commissioner or someone else that's co-commish or something like that. And, and some people will use fan tracks because uh, you can draft the exact players. And so you yeah. have your kind of like fan tracks bench going along with what's going on in, in sleeper. So you can do that as well. But, but Jared, I do want to get into real quickly before we dig into like more of the nitty gritty, mm -hmm. I want to give the people why, like why we have chosen the, that Devi life, because uh, there's a lot of people that are already like, look, dynasty is a niche of fantasy football. And I only have so much bandwidth to be able to like, focus in on this niche yeah. why should i go even deeper and i get it like that's kind of how i am with idp like i don't have the bandwidth to think about defensive players and their scoring whereas some people gravitate to that a little bit more but why have you specifically and i'll talk about why i have but why have you specifically gotten into Devi? like why has it made your fantasy football your dynasty fantasy football experience better number one i love college football so I'm watching college football on Saturdays um, during the week. So I'm always plugged in on, on up and coming guys. And I've always been someone that really enjoys digging deep, trying to find like uh, diamonds in the rough or uh, doing scouting. As you guys know, we, we do our nerd scores. So all of those things kind of tie into giving me, I, I think I have an edge when I play Debbie. Yeah. So that's why I like playing those leagues because I think I can find some diamonds in the rough that some other guys maybe can't. And it gives me an edge. And I'm able to watch on Saturdays like, oh, I have that guy on my Devi roster. Or, oh, look at that guy like showing out. I need to trade for him or, or something like that. So um, that's why I love playing Devi. Yeah. And similar to why, you know, fantasy football has gained such popularity. If, if the if it was. Let's say it was a random Thursday night. I had stuff going on, but there's a game on and it's, you know, it's the it's bad teams. Let's say it's the Cardinals and the Seahawks. I don't know. The Seahawks are decent, but let's say it's Cardinal Seahawks on a normal Thursday night. If I didn't have fantasy football, I might be like, nah, uh, I don't really care about either one of those teams. <laughs> 
I'm going to do something else. But dang it, I got DK Metcalf and I got James Conner playing. So you better <laughs> believe that I'm watching that game. Same type of thing goes for college. Yeah. You know, yes, you probably have your college football team that you root for. You know, for us, it's Ohio State. But, you know, there's t- plenty of programs out there, way more than even NFL teams. So chances are you're your alma mater or, you know, a school in the area or whatever. You have somebody that you cheer for on Saturdays. But if that team is not playing, you, chances are, unless you're a fan or a college football fanatic, you don't really care about the other games. Well, now, if if you find yourself with nothing to do, you're like, well, shoot, I I kind of want to watch the Wake Forest game now because I got a guy yeah. playing in the and Wake Kenneth Forest. Kenneth Walker game. before he transfers to the Michigan State. Exactly. You know, I, I got I got guys on these teams, so maybe I will watch. You know, the Thursday. You know, when they do like the midnight Thursday games because they're the West Coast games. Like, oh yeah. Now, now you might be a little more interested. So it just makes your overall football experience on the weekends that much better. Right? Oh, yeah. Exactly. And I like what you said about the advantage, too, because we're always looking for different advantages. And the, the you, you mentioned the, the Debbie League that we play with guys in Northeast Ohio, a lot, of, a lot of good friends and things like that. But for the most part, these guys are just – that's all they are. They're just good guys that are friends. They're not – Knee deep wow. in football like us. Just, it's just all they are. I don't care it. Just, just that's all they we are. We got our Devi draft and rookie draft Friday. You better watch out. I know they're gonna be coming for me. Um, <laughs> but, but they they're not spending tons of time investing in players, and let alone investing in college players. Like trying to figure all that out. So that very first year. Jared and I were walking away with Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs and like all of these guys. And now I got Caleb Williams. Yeah, Caleb Williams, like now our rosters are stacked with some good players because we were a few years ahead of everybody on these guys. We we saw a lot of this coming. Now, some of these guys are starting to catch up and realize, oh, these are the kind of players I need to be looking for. And, you know, it's going to start to balance out a little bit, but it does. It gives you an advantage if you're someone that pays attention. If it's if it's if you're someone that digs in, it's just another layer to something that can help you get an advantage. Yeah. And. You know, now I want to. I think we should get into a little bit of like starting. If if like you're not just adding Devi to your league, um, let's talk about a little bit of like how to do the startup draft. Yeah. Say you you pick sleeper. There's a few ways, so I'm curious as to where you're gonna go. So you know you could do you could do three different drafts if you wanted to. If the NFL draft has already happened, um, you could do. I'm sorry, if the NFL draft has not happened. Uh, you could do the startup draft, obviously, with all the veterans. You can include Devi picks for the Devi draft and rookie picks for the rookie draft after the startup draft happens inside of the startup. So you can draft those picks. Or if it happens after the NFL draft has happened, you can include everyone all in one startup draft. So that's the way I prefer to do it. It makes things a little easier. Um, yeah. Yeah, you it, could, you could, you could honestly. I've seen leagues where it's three separate drafts. You have the startup draft, then you have your rookie draft, then you have like your. That. Yeah, I, I don't either because especially then trying to figure out. Well, this guy got the tenth pick here, so he should get the third pick here, and like yeah. that gets all messy, all nasty, and guys can get like huge advantages because sometimes the gap between like in the NFL, the gap between the one pick and the seven pick might not be that big. You know, yeah, it's Josh Allen to Trevor Lawrence, but it's not a huge difference. In Devi, the one pick versus the seven pick is a huge gap. Like, that's a big difference right now. Known to the of, unknown, yeah. Exactly. So, um, 
I'm with you. I think putting them all together is is the best way to go about it. And dude, it's the most fun. It's like, just open market. Then, like, you want to take Caleb Williams in the second round of your startup? Don't I would don't don't do that. I don't think you should do that. But I, I mean, know, you man. could. Yeah, yeah. Know. Maybe you should. I don't know. I really I really thought true. about that, but now that I do. Rich did that one with 24 picks. Did, did you hear about this? Yeah, was, that's right. And actually, and, that and, might be the right value. now. That Caleb I, went at like the beginning-ish of the second round. I mean, think about it. He's going to be the first overall pick next year. Yes. And Anthony Richardson's going to what, like 111, 201-ish? Yeah, he's around the and turn. And he's a better prospect than him. Right. So immediately, he's probably like a top 10, top 10 startup pick. And right. we were even talking Easily. a few weeks ago, I was talking with, with Rich and Matt on here and look, they don't spend a lot of time in the Devi space, but right away, like from the jump, you can make it, you can easily make an argument for Marvin Harrison Jr. Being a top five wide receiver. Like yeah. right away. Like, Dude, he's going to go two overall. It's going to go Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Unless Drake may balls out. Yeah. I mean, they said that if Marvin Harrison would have come out last year, he would have been the uh, top, non-quarterback pick in the draft. So, I just... I mean, he should even play this year, for real. Honestly, I don't I'm know I'm a Buckeye fan. I want him to play, obviously, but... His, I don't know what he has to gain, dude. Stop. Right, yeah. Um, but but uh, we're anyway. getting a little off track. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but putting all of those assets together, yes, you... Then you can easily decide, like, shoot, all these people are rookie crazy, Debbie crazy, they're get, taking all these college guys... I'm just going to keep scooping up the veteran value all day long. And all of a sudden you could have a nasty win now team because you built it that way. Or you could be very forward thinking and saying, look, I know this year might be a little rough, but if I'm walking out of here with Bijan Robinson and Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison, like I'm walking away with all these young studs, like good luck dealing with me in a year or two because my team's going to be filthy. So it, it allows for your own creativity, your own personality to be able to come out and and you get to you get to take your team how you, how you want to right from the jump or as opposed to if you're doing your startup draft and then you do a rookie draft, then you're doing de- like a win now it seems like why am I even bothering with the Devi side of this? I don't even get like I would be trading all of these guys anyway in a little bit to take veteran players. Just let me draft the veteran players I want instead of having to try to deal with trades and things like that later. So I, yeah, I'm a big fan of just put it all in one group and let, let the chips fall where they may. And I mean, if you are going to split it out, do not like, if you're the one one in the startup, don't make that person the one twelve and like the rookie draft or Debbie draft, because just, just include the actual like rookie pick or the Debbie pick inside of the startup so you can draft the rookie 101 or you can draft the debbie 101 like don't that way you're still kind of doing the same thing usually it all just depends if the nfl draft is happening explain how that works because you and i know that but i I feel like that could be kind of confusing like what do you mean by taking drafting the 101 in the startup so if you have a separate startup startup draft and then there's a rookie draft following for all the rookies after the NFL draft has happened and we know where the landing spots are, you could have the rookie 101, 102, 103, like the actual draft slot inside the startup. So you could draft the, which slots you want. Like you, you could get 101, 102, 103 if you're able, and that's what right. you decide to do in the startup. Same thing for the Devi draft. You know, if you have a separate Devi draft, include the Devi picks 
slots inside the startup. So, so for example, if, if that was happening this year and I want at pick 15, I want to take Bijan Robinson. And so I know that I can't draft Bijan actually right now, but I can take the 101 to guarantee that I get Bijan Robinson. So yeah. I'm going to take the 101 at pick 15 here in the rookie draft. And I'm going to draft Justin Tucker and change his name to, you know, rookie pick 101. So that yeah, way you just got to communicate within your league. Someone's got to keep track of it on a spreadsheet. So you guys know what's been taken, yes. who has what it, it takes a little, you know, more commissioning or commissioning or I don't know what the word yeah. is for it, uh, for Debbie leagues, but, right. um, it's so fun. That's my, that's my favorite way to play. I think an important setting to consider is how diehard or how into like college scouting or college football is your league, are your league mates um, putting a cap on how many Devi players each team can hold. Garrett, in, in our league, you put a cap of five players. I hate it, but I think six, it's smart. Six players. Six players. Yeah. I hate it. I, I would love to be able to just own as many Devi players as I want, free market, open market, but that would probably give me a huge advantage in, in, in that league. Um, right. I'm a little more tapped in. That's what I do. Right. And it, it, you just got to vote on it within your league, judge your league. You know, you, you guys know who you're playing with, you know, don't make it too deep in the Devi in on the Devi side. It can really cause some imbalances depending on who, who's in, in your league. And it, it, it could probably cause people to want to quit or, or not want to play anymore because they're so far behind. It's hard to catch up at that point. It is. And I think that's a great point. Like you, you got to factor in who you're playing with. If you have a bunch of hardcore guys and you want to open market on Debbie, then awesome. Play Do campus can. <laughs> yeah. But by that point, play campus can. And we'll talk about what that is and what that means in a second here. But, but for the most part, most of these leagues that you're going to be in, it, it's, it's with your buddies. It's, it's with your homies. And you're going to have an advantage the first couple of years, but you don't want to make it such a big advantage that you're right, that the league is just like, well, shoot, I didn't realize how valuable all these guys were. So now you can already get behind in a dynasty league by trading your picks and all that. And then your team sucks. And do you think you can get in a hole there? Add in an extra four years where people are ahead of you with yeah. some of getting these top freshmen and coming guys and stuff like that. You set your team back a whole nother four years. And then you got the three years or two years that, it would take to rebuild on top of it normally in a dynasty league. So it can really just jack up a league. So make sure that you, you're cognizant of who you're playing with, you, the, the people in the league, all that kind of stuff, because it, it could. You're, you're absolutely right. It could wreck the league. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit of like how to do the rookie draft. You've gotten through your first year of the league. You did your startup. Um, some people have a few Devi picks. Some people have more. Or, or Devi players, um, end of the years here. How are you doing a rookie draft? So some leagues will have a rookie draft for all the players that got drafted, but weren't weren't owned, quote unquote owned, um, on the Devi side of things. So the Devi depleted rookie draft. You can have a separate rookie draft for those guys, and then after that, have the Devi draft to select college players, or you can do one draft. You call it the rookie Devi draft. Um, typically, 
you know, if, if, if you typically play in four round rookie drafts, you probably want to add a couple rounds. Um, but you have the ability to select incoming rookies, to the NFL or college players. So incoming freshmen, five-star guys, or any college player that you want to select. That's the preferred way I like to play is combine rookie and Debbie draft in one. What about you, Garrett? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat because it, it, it gets weird then. Like, let's say you, you tank, you know, legally, but you tank, mm-hmm. you get the one-on-one. Well, now if you do it separately, you're getting the one-on-one in your rookie draft. So you're getting the best player in your rookie draft, which like we talked about, it can be a little bit depleted because Bijan would have already been gone. Jameer Gibbs would have already been gone. Bryce Young would have already been gone. CJ Stroud would have already been gone. Like you're looking at well over half the first round would have probably already been gone. The only guys that would have been left at this point would have been maybe Anthony Richardson, Zay Flowers, Jonathan Mingo. Like those are the types of players that would have yeah. probably been Kendra Miller, Rashid Rice, Roshan Johnson, Dalton, Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. So still some good guys, but still I was some just good looking players. at some that are available. Yeah. Yeah. Still good players. But it's not what the 101 normally is typically. Right. It's not what the 102. But especially once you get to the end of the first round, the 107 looks way worse than it normally does. The 108 looks way worse than it normally does um, be- because of that. But so the, the the 101 gets the top guy, the top incoming guy. But then he also gets the 101 in the Debbie draft too. So he kind of gets two first round picks instead of just one first round pick for tanking. Like, so it it does kind of add some weird um, incentives for people to tank even more, which leagues are trying to get away from that. They're trying to find less reasons for people to tank, keep it more competitive. In this case, it would only add incentive for people because now they're getting the number one overall pick for rookies and the number one overall pick for their Debbie draft. So combining it together, I really think is the best way. And as far as managing the league, then you're not managing like a, a two separate asset classes, like Debbie picks for the Debbie draft, rookie picks for the rookie draft. You're just managing rookie draft picks. Yep. So trading, I, I, personally, we can get in a little bit of like strategy now, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, before we do that, draft. before we do that, let me tell you about FFPC. Boom. FFPC, look, a big announcement, or at least for us, it is. I don't know. Maybe they've been talking about this for a while, but you can play redraft on FFPC. This is not just dynasty, like not just, you know, get an orphan team and win a bunch of money. No, you can you can Dude, play you redraft. Can big money on FFPC too. Exactly. The main event right now, home to the one million dollar grand prize yeah. and over five point nine million dollars in total prizes. So if earlier when we were talking about uh, underdog and you're like, look, I don't know about best ball, but I do know about dynasty. Maybe this is the route you want to go then because in here you can win a million dollars for having a good dynasty fantasy football team. And look, the fantasy pros championship too, home to another $1 million grand prize over $6 million in total prizes. So there's two separate, you can win $2 million this year just from that. Yep. Two, two milli. Head on over to FFPC. You can you can get in leagues that are hundred dollar leagues. You can get into five thousand dollar entry per team leagues. Like you win that league, you're bordering on like the average American income that you win just from <laughs> winning that league. Uh, the coolest part, and it's it's a little 
I, we're not really in that season anymore, but on FFPC, like people are, they like auction off their team. Yeah. So like you can get into a $5,000 league for if they're selling their team for like 250 bucks, like you could get, if, if you're good at building dynasty squads, then you could, you might be able to make some cash, like just flipping, flipping teams. So exactly. Uh, Draft a bunch of good players, figure out how to like, and then whoop, here's a championship team. You want to win it this year? Yeah. You know, that grand prize in this league is, is 30 grand. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm only selling you this team for 10 grand. You know, you, you just, you're going to make a 20, $20,000 profit off me. You you're welcome. If you got, if you're spending 10 grand on, on teams, man, you, you got money bags. Bro. You're a ball. Well, I mean, some people got it. Some people, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't got it, but some people got it, but head over to my Enter the promo code NERDS and you will get $25 off your entry if you are a new member. That's promo code NERDS, $25 off. Now, look, I'm, you can spend it how you want, but it feels a lot better if you get $25 off a $100 league as opposed to a $5,000 league. So even if you want to play in the $5,000 league, I recommend like using the promo code on a $100 league first because it feels like you get more for your money. It's not, I mean, it's the same amount of money either way. It's just how I would think about it. All right. Jared, let's get back into it. Let's talk a little. Uh, you said you want to talk a little strategy now. Yeah, I mean, look, like, like who? So you're in your. We just talked about how to set up the rookie draft or the Debbie draft. However, you decide to do it. Who should you take? Like, are there is there any game theory to it? I mean, on this show, we said we we're gonna like focus on game theory, theory, strategy. So personally, this is how I like to attack. Devi drafts or, or Devi players in general. Um, if you do do the option of like combining the Devi players with the rookie players uh, in one draft after, I like to load up on second and third round picks because they tend to be like devalued in my mm -hmm. opinion. Because you can really you can cash in on like getting some incoming freshmen, five star guys. So I'm really targeting power five players. I don't, I don't really spend too much time on the group of five guys, not even the ones that are transferring into Power 5 schools. I try to focus on the top pedigree guys, five-star prospects, because there is correlation to the top-tier prospects coming in from high school and hitting for fantasy football. So as far as positions go, I tend to fade quarterback a bit unless they're like the number one overall recruit, number two overall recruit, like Caleb Williams, when he came in, he was number one quarterback, number one recruit, might've been number two recruit, depending on what, what service you're looking at. Mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence, number one recruit, Justin Fields, number two recruit, Bryce Young was up there. But I mean, you start trying to hit on some of these quarterbacks. I've just seen way too many guys get burned reaching on, Spencer Rattler, DJ Uyungle, yeah, or Quinn Ewers even now. Like, I mean, that's that's a guy I would have drafted, and and he's still holding his value. That's another yes. important part of the strategy. Like these top top recruits and guys, if they, if they look a little, you know, they don't they don't produce as much as you would have hoped when they first got their start. Quinn Ewers is still holding holding very good value. Yeah. So it's it's an asset that's not really going to die so i'm targeting well, power five players top five star recruits if i can get them and and one of the biggest questions you know we're talking about the, the theory on all of this kind of stuff one of the biggest questions i see all the time is 
how do I value trading NFL players for Debbie players? You know, because it's always a tough one to really equate on like how much is this guy worth versus this guy? And look, here's what I'll say. There are misses all the time with first round picks, but then you add in a whole nother layer where now there's two opportunities for some of these top guys to miss. They can miss in college or maybe they're fine through college, but then they miss in the NFL. The rookies, we're just worried about what they do. One one jump, you know, are they going to make it from a first round or second round pick to being good in the NFL? These guys got to be good in college and then good in the NFL. So it's an even bigger jump. So there is more bust potential in a lot of these guys. A lot of risk. A lot of risk when you're looking at these freshman players. So mm-hmm. especially if it's a true incoming freshman that people are ooing and aahing over, even if we really think he's going to be the next guy, a lot of times give me the established NFL talent or the college player that maybe doesn't have quite the ceiling, but I feel really solid about them being a first or second round pick. Zach you know, Charbonnet. like Exactly. Guys like that, yeah, maybe it's not a, quite as sexy as, you know, Nicholas Singleton coming into this year, who was the top running back recruit uh, in this class. But we'll see. And a lot of people are still high on Nick Singleton. Some people aren't. You know, we'll, we'll see how it still plays out. But there's a ton of things that can happen. There's tons of injuries that can happen. There's tons of just, you know, didn't fit with the coach. So now I'm transferring to another school. Like that's happening more and more often than it ever did in the past, where. You know, it, yeah, five-star guy. And then three weeks into the season, they're like, no, nah, I don't like it here. I'm going to Middle Tennessee State now. You know, like, <laughs> what? Yeah. But Demond it happens. DeMoss is an example of that. Of top, top receiver. He's in like the FCS now or D2 or something. But one way I like to look at that is like the farther out a player is from playing in the NFL. So if you're drafting like 2026 20, eligible players, the riskier it is uh, to hold that asset. So I have no problem trading away top freshmen that I can, I can cash in on for proven NFL guys. So that asset, those Debbie assets are not scoring for me on the NFL side. The more time, the more risk. So you got to be really good at risk management um, Devi assets are harder to move than draft picks because they're a, spe- a specific player. Like somebody has to feel good about that guy in order to trade for him. So I, I also don't mind like trading Devi players for future draft picks. Yeah. Um, those little things, they add up and they move the needle. Absolutely. And and you mentioned, you know, you're, you're a little leery of, you know, especially in Devi leagues and Devi leagues, we're, we're usually looking at a roster, or I shouldn't even say a roster, but like the number of Devi players that you're going to have, these college guys that you're going to have on your roster, more often than not, it's going to be somewhere between three players and like seven to eight at the most. Like that's how most of your Devi leagues, if it's getting any bigger than that, you're, you're probably moving to a C2C. Um, the, the, other, the other asset that I am a little leery of is, is tight ends, tight ends. We've seen a lot of highly ranked tight ends that just don't pan out. And and I think part of it is even rookie tight ends usually have a lot more weight and things that they need to put on converting from other positions. But you think about like the high school position at tight end. A lot of these guys are, are gangly coming in from high school to college football a lot can shift and change. Some of them are more receivers. Some of them are more blockers. And 
it's it's we've seen a lot of the top guys in the Devi college space just just fade into nothing really. Yeah, uh, Eric it, Gilbert is a uh, is a good example of that. Absolutely, top, you know, specimen, athletic specimen, freak, look great. Goes to LSU. Um, I, I forget if he even started at LSU or not. He's transferred to so many different schools now. I mean, I hope I hope he pans out. Like I have him in a couple yeah. places, but um, I mean, it's just a prime example of that. Uh, it, so, like this year, Arch Manning, twenty four seven Sports composite number one quarterback. He would be a guy that I would target. Uh, Nico, I am Maliva. I I hope I said that correctly. I have not heard the broadcast say his name. Yet uh, he's going to Tennessee. He's third overall, uh, twenty-four four-seven sports composite player. Dante Moore, UCLA quarterback, fifth. So like these guys are, are quarterbacks that I would consider taking. It's it's actually said to want to be the one one of the better quarterback recruiting classes in quite some time. But I'm I'm going in a little too deep, Garrett. I'm just trying <laughs> to give give people an example of um, you know how to think or how to move yeah. and strategize playing in, in these Devi leagues. Absolutely. All right. What we've mentioned it a few times. It's time to stop teasing the people. What's the difference between C2C and Devi? All right. So a campus to Canton league, it pretty much has to be played on Fantrax. Fantrax is one of the few places you can play college fantasy football. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite ways to play Devi. Um, I, I don't even call it Devi. Devi. I call it campus to Canton. So, you have a college team that's made up of 30, maybe less, maybe more college players that are scoring for you on a weekly basis. So you can actually win your league on the college side. And then same rules apply kind of with, with Debbie to the NFL, where any players that you retain the rights to from college, when they go to the NFL, you have them on your NFL squad. So now you're also competing on the NFL side. So you're playing normal dynasty. You've got a pipeline coming in from college. Um, you can trade those assets whenever you want. You can package them up with NFL players, college players, college picks, NFL picks, you name it. It's just, uh, it's fun. It's, it's a super deep way to play. You got to be a diehard college guy, um, really into just football in general, scouting and everything. But uh, it gives you two ways to win. It's fun. Yeah, I I thought I liked C2C. I really did. And I wanted to like C2C. But it got to the point for me where it was it was too deep. I liked the <laughs> NFL side. And I liked like the first five to eight rounds of type of guys that you would be drafting. But then after that, I'm like, dude, I didn't know that Eastern Illinois had a really good tight end. No idea. But yeah. these guys did, and they crush me every week because, yeah, they're not playing against as good a competition. But that dude's scoring two touchdowns every week for his school, and I have you know the third stringer for Alabama because he was a five star, so I didn't know any better, and I drafted him, and he sucks, and he never plays. You know, so that's the tough part about C two C's is you really have to love college fantasy football, not yeah. just NFL it fantasy can football. Definitely be too deep for people. I actually had to drop a couple C to C leagues um, this past year, just because it is super deep. I mean, uh, the tough part about it is in college, you don't really have to report 
injuries. Like you'll mm-hmm. find out a guy's not playing ten minutes before kickoff. I got three little kids. Right. I'm not paying attention like right at ten minutes before kickoff. My three year old needs a freaking I don't know. She just pooped her pants or something like. Well, I'm, and hopefully you're even watching the right stream. Like they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna notify you on the Ohio State game because you're watching that one. But I'm not watching. It's you tough. know Eastern Illinois. And I, the one way around that is play it's play best ball on on the college side. Yeah. That's that's a fun way to do it. Um, you know, you can kind of eliminate those issues. But uh, yeah, I, it's it's super fun way to play. Uh, shout out to I mean a lot of so uh, the guys. A lot of guys that used to write for us, um, it was like at one point, almost our whole Devi team decided to go and form their own company and their own website called CampusToCanton.com. Great people over there. Awesome people. Yep. If you're interested in playing Campus to Canton, they have a ton of resources. We have some resources on our site as well. They get into a little deeper over there. Shout out all those guys. Great friends of mine. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, there's, check them there's, out. there's a lot of, you know, with all of this, we're just giving you the basic outline and the basic structure and the basic thought process for all of this. Each and every one of these ways to play, there are so many variances and nuances and different different ways and offshoots of all of this kind of stuff that you can do. You know, one of one of the most fun leagues, the only C2C that I'm still in is called the league. And basically we took a lot of concepts from the old NCAA the program the, the or yeah the program sorry not the league I was thinking of the TV show the league the program yeah, uh, and my and favorite we took, league uh, we took a lot of the concepts of like the NCAA recruiting stuff from the old video games mm. and we incorporated it into there and it 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 seriously that's the only reason I'm still in a C two C league is because of the program it's so much fun so there's tons of like even, ridiculous stuff you can do that's like its own format now it at is. this point i mean you got weekly recruiting you got a set amount of points you're you're so my team in that is uh ucla oh. and i mean my teams i got a certain uh play style or coaching style so you get recruiting bonuses my recruiting bonuses affect quarterbacks or running backs differently you know i got academic standards it's like it's deep we do weekly you spend your weekly recruiting points uh there's a show every week of uh you know what which commit which recruits commit where um and at the end of the thing there's like i think we're i think there's five leagues inside of it now i think so so at the end of the yeah yeah, the winners from each league face off and square up for the national championship. And I am the reigning champ of the college <laughs> side. And I won the NFL side, I think, two years ago. Um, yeah, your, do, team, your team's baller, that's for sure. Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Uh, but now I love that league. Garrett was one of the help, uh, one of the founders, and uh, Carl and Nate and Matt and Tristan and those guys do a great job of running that. They do. They do a fantastic job. Well, we've got into a ton of stuff about Devi, about Campus to Canton, about the college side of things. And if you're listening to this, you're like, man, my head is spinning. My head <laughs> no. is absolutely spinning with all this new information. Look, all I'm going to say, my last pitch for this is at the end of the day, try one. Try one Devi. Try one. Here, here's why. Even if you go into it and you're like, Screw this. I hate this format. I'd never <laughs> want to do it again. Here's the thing that it will do for you. You will now 
be paying attention to the guys that you will be drafting in most of your dynasty leagues several years in advance. You now have a leg up on all of your competition because now you're starting to already get a feel for, well, as much as I didn't like it, 2025, it looks like there's some really good receivers in that class. So if I need receivers on my team, I maybe need to get some more assets in the 25 class to make sure I can capitalize on all those receivers. You know, like there's things like that that you can do that will help get you out ahead of your competition and make you better at regular dynasty fantasy football. So that's my last my last ditch effort. If we went through all this and you're like, it's too much, I can't do it. That's my last my last ditch effort to say, look, try one because it will make you a better dynasty player. Yeah, I hope I hope we covered everything. Um, I I hope we were able to articulate or break it down in an easy to follow way. Um, if if you have any questions, tweet at me at yep. Jared Wackerly on Twitter. If you're in uh, the Dynasty Nerds Discord. Tag me. Um, I'll do my best to answer. I don't have all the answers. Um, it is a different way to play. Um, so, I mean, the format is still developing. There's strategies forming. There's theories forming all the time. So, Jared, I'm going uh, to throw this out here, and this is risky because we're doing the show, and I'm going to throw it out here while we're doing the show. So I guess if you hate this, just cut it out, and then we won't do it. But Crack my neck. Because of this, because of this episode, I think you and I should start with the Nerd Herd, a Debbie League this year. I'm down. So for those of you that listen to this and you're like, I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm willing to give it a try. If you want to play with the big boys. Come play with the big boys. And uh, <laughs> we will we'll figure out some sort of raffle, some sort of something for people that want to play. We'll get 10 other people and we'll, no, we'll play for money, league. dude. We're playing huh? for money. We're playing for money. Oh, 100%. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm trying to do like at least $50. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Straight cash, homie. Absolutely. Right. I mean, if I had my way, it'd be like 100 Like, I I, I know. You know. Yeah. I don't like doing $100. I, I'm, I, I like 50 I got to care. Yeah, I got to care. That. I'm in so many damn right. leagues. It'll be somewhere between $150, uh, $100, and $50. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it'll be somewhere Sick. in there. Uh, but and and we'll we'll figure out exactly the parameters that we want to put out there for how to enter, how to be a part of it. Uh, you know so what? I know it. No, I'm gonna put a form together. No, 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 no. Even better. I got this. Well, maybe oh, you can great. put the form together. You can. You can yeah. do that. Technology, give it to me. Yeah, you're, you're the tech guy for sure. Go, go. Uh, what were you gonna say? Five star reviews on the Talking Dynasty podcast. If you hey. want to be in the league with us. Head over to Talking Dynasty on Apple Pods. Give us a five-star review. Tell us how handsome Jared is and how much Garrett talks too much. He's the new rich of Talking Dynasty. And <laughs> uh, let us know what you think on there, and you'll get entered into a chance to play in a Devi League with Jared and I. Love it. Good idea. Done and done. Easy peasy. All right. Well, we will be back for the Nerd Herd Show. That's right. You get us for an additional show tonight. And we're putting our money where our mouth is. We're going to be talking about some of these college guys. We are going to be doing a way too early 2024 mock draft. That's right. Not 23, not this class. It just, nope, 24. So the Caleb Williams, the Marvin Harrisons that we've been talking about. Yeah, we're going to talk about where we would take them a year in advance. Adios.